Crypto curious, keep an open mind, enjoy the conversation, and stay cryptocurrent. Now, here's your host, Richard Carthon. Today's episode is brought to you by Persistence, protocol enabling exposure to multiple asset classes. You can do liquid staking, NFTs, synthetics, all under one platform. Persistence is building an ecosystem of multi chain Web3 products for both retail and institutional users. Comdex is their synthetics trading platform, Audit.one is their staking as a service, PStake is their liquid staking, and Asset Mental is their interchain NFT marketplace. For more information, go to persistence.one. Again, that's persistence.one. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a very special guest, Working on an amazing project within the Cosmos ecosystems, we have Persistence, which we're going to learn more about that is helping to quickly, quickly, quickly grow a lot within a lot of different ecosystems. So today, I just want to absolutely appreciate my guest, Saqib. How are you doing today? Uh, thank you so much, Richard, for the invite and introduction. Doing very well. Really excited to be here and share what we have cooking up in our kitchen. No doubt, man. Well, before we do that, first, I want to learn a little bit more about you. Give us a little background on yourself. Yeah. So, hello, everyone. I'm Abhijit Singh. I lead the marketing at Persistence. Have been part of the project since the very early days in 2019. And before joining Persistence, was trying to do a couple of things of my own, which was more about community development and as it like bringing up developer community together in India for blockchain ecosystem, especially around Ethereum and Cosmos. That is like my way of finding out what's happening in crypto. In 2019, it was still a very early days in India for crypto to start up. There was like only a couple of projects which were building up. But eventually, as Persistence grew, and there are a couple of other projects such as Polygon, which have come out of India, Instadap, like significantly the ecosystem has grown into India for crypto. And now India has become this hot destination for funds, for the projects to look for talent, look for projects. And before getting into crypto, I was very heavily involved with developer communities, such as Google developers and Facebook developers, and was trying to create different communities. I was hosting a lot of hackathons. So I think so it's like native hunger for technology or trying to always find out something new was very early in my age when I was like in college. I wanted to always find something new, work on something new technology. And that's how I found out about crypto. I was part of, uh, I've been part of the startup ecosystem for close about five years now. And before, like, was helping a couple of tech and marketing startups to grow. And journey found out that crypto is something which is going to disrupt the entire world. And that is how I felt like my skill set of creating communities fits in very well into crypto. And then landed into like spend eight months of like own hustle and starting up on my own company. And then eventually, I have. I'm happy that, you know, failed upwards. And that's how I uh, met Tushar and the bunch who were the co-founders. For persistence, they're really like what I was doing. And then 
since then have never looked back and we here we have persistence and yeah, I'm happy to dive in more what we're doing at persistence later in the show. Absolutely. But first just want to say thank you for that background. Really impressive community, community, community. That's the word that kept coming up and it's very important. And I try to bring this up in a lot of the interviews that I do, how important it is to be able to build community in anything that you do, but especially in this crypto space. If you are able to provide a lot of value and educate and be able to assist people on different things that they're trying to build and get them there faster, people are going to want to flock to you and they're going to want to build and work with you. Kind of like you said, with failing up, you don't necessarily have to get it done correctly the first time. But if you keep trying and trying again, eventually things start adding up, things start working. And it sounds like that's what kind of happened as you put together this team that you have over at Persistence. So why don't you explain to us what is Persistence and what are y'all working on? Yeah, absolutely. So if you look at Persistence, Persistence is a Cosmos-based project. What we are trying to do is create an agnostic layer for people to get exposure to multiple different asset classes. And those asset classes are include like proof of stake assets, NFTs, or synthetics. If you look in today's present world, if somebody has to understand about NFTs, why people hesitate to invest in NFTs? Because they first need to understand about NFTs. For example, if they want to invest in proof of stake assets, with like Cosmos or Solana, they hesitate because they don't understand about proof of stake itself coming from example of like Bitcoin or Ethereum, which is still a proof of stake, a proof of work consensus mechanism protocol. Now what happens is, what persistence does is if you hold XPRT token, which is our native token, you get upside on all these different ecosystems through applications that we are building on top of this agnostic layer. So we have P-Stake, which is our liquid staking solution, which allows people to basically stake their POS assets and have you know, DeFi yields as well. So staking rewards plus DeFi. So it's like something like what you're creating as like a use case for proof of stake assets. But the XPRD holders get exposure to proof of stake assets because they are getting the part of fee share from P-Stake applications. Similarly, if NFTs are doing really well, and we have an application which is called Asset Mental, and it's basically a framework like Shopify, on top of which you can build your own marketplaces. So if the Asset Mental is doing significantly well, and a lot of NFT marketplaces are booming up on Asset Mental, the fee keeps on trickling down to XPRT holders. So they have upside on the growth of NFT ecosystem. Similarly, as synthetics, a lot of people have known about stock synthetics, like you have now Netflix or Coinbase or Google's stocks as synthetics on crypto, um, in crypto ecosystem. Now these people can basically bet on that. So similarly, what we are trying to do is another ecosystem project within Persistence is Convex, and which is trying to bring commodity synthetics onto crypto, where like palm oil or wheat, rice, these assets would have synthetics. And now if people are taking position on those synthetics and Convex is growing, you probably get exposure from there. And they've recently announced CMDX, the native token airdrop as well for all XPRT holders. So that's what we're trying to create. We're basically where XPRT is the binding factor. Around it, there's so many different applications. So that it sort of becomes that entry point for anyone to like expand their like, portfolio. It's like saying diversification of your like overall portfolio through like our persistence. Yeah. 
Let me yeah. let me go back and just re-break that up just to make sure. So again, you have an agnostic layer one protocol you're basically putting on top of Cosmos. From there, you have your XPR token, which you can then use to provide liquidity staking, which the liquidity staking then can go to like NFT projects, providing liquidity to like other liquidity pools. And then you also have it to where it can link up to synthetics. So if you want to buy potential regular stocks on the synthetic chain, you can also get money from those transactions as well. So it's essentially you have this ecosystem to where you can get money in a lot of different options if you're holding this particular token. Is that about right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And something like if people know about Terra, it becomes very easy to understand persistence. For example, how Terra has their native token, which is called Luna. Now, Luna's value expands as the use cases for the stable coins in the Terra ecosystem grow. So they have stablecoin, which is UST. If UST use cases keep on growing, that means more and more UST is used. The value of Luna keeps on increasing because the underlying asset holders are basically getting advantage of the activity that is happening on the application layer. Similarly, goal is what, you know, where for persistence is different use cases. More use cases keep on growing in persistence ecosystem, more the value of XPRT will keep on growing. And that's how people get like at the application layer. Our goal is to have so much economic activity at the application layer that there's no inflation, inflation required at the network level itself. The day we are able to give much higher like economic activity for people, the inflation rate will keep going as inflation rate is keep going uh, is going down. The economic activity is growing up, which sort of compensates uh, the stakers or network securers. Now, basically, I think so. A lot of people don't talk about of, of how networks will sustain once the rewards end up, right? Once rewards dry up, why would anyone put their tokens on network to secure it? That conversation, I think, so a lot of people are not even aware about. So that's why a lot of people ask, like, how would Bitcoin sustain or why would miners would validate once the rewards dry up? I think so. It's very similar. Once the economic activity on any of blockchain um, is so high that it compensates all the stakeholders in that ecosystem, um, every chain will sustain. Every chain that has this economic activity will sustain. And very similar cases for persistence. What we are trying to do is create a basic economic activity on application layer through different applications that we have. As I said, P-Stake, Asset Mental, Comdex, you know, we have multiple other applications lined up or in our ecosystem, the people who are trying to build on persistence or are creating complementing applications around existing applications such as P-Stake. So the economic activity will significantly rise. With that, the underlying uh, layer, like basically persistence network token holders or uh, security providers will always have an incentive because they're earning this, they're getting benefited from the economic activity at the application layer. Thank you for spending time, like breaking all that down. For everyone listening, if this is your first time kind of delving into like how all this works, definitely replay this a few times because it's a really, really good concept to understand as a lot of people talk about, you know, like liquidity pools. They talk about how like if you lock up your money, here's how you're going to get these rewards. But something that was brought up is the importance of you know, eventually those rewards run out. So if you don't have something yeah. new to keep bringing in new rewards between inflation and everything else, virtually at some point is it becomes worthless or it's only like set for a certain amount of time for you to really benefit for being a part as an early liquidity provider. But 
by providing economic activity around your ecosystem, it never stops. So the rewards keep making sense because there's a trade-off of, of value. And it sounds like that's what is persistence is ultimately creating on network. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing, man. So tell me how, like, with everything that is going on in the space right now with creating this concept and, and bringing it to market, like, how is this being, like, how is this coming in and how's everything going? So for example, let's say someone's listening to this right now. They're like, oh my gosh, this sounds amazing. I know Luna, I'm very familiar with that kind of ecosystem. If this is similar, like, how do I get involved with this? Like, what are some steps that people listening right now can start taking? Hey, Cryptocurrent crew, this is Steve Miller, and I'm the host of CC Live, the show that keeps you up to date with what's popping off in crypto land. Every episode of CC Live brings you the latest news, keeps you updated on the top projects, and decrypts everything you need to know to get ahead in the wild world of Web3. So if you really want to stay Cryptocurrent, join Richard, Chris, and I every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on YouTube Live. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Cryptocurrent's YouTube channel today, and as always, stay Cryptocurrent. Absolutely. So if you look at XPRT today, there are multiple ways in which you can earn yield on your XPRT and get involved with it. One of the way is, of course, by staking natively on the chain. As of today, you get 35% staking rewards, which is like APR is 35%. If anyone who doesn't want to you know, go out and do anything extra can just go out and stake and secure the network and get 35% returns. As of that today, because we are in Cosmos ecosystem, it is IBC enabled. You can you know, leverage on multiple applications that are now coming up or multiple chains that are coming up in Cosmos ecosystem, such as Osmosis, which is providing a very good yields, as you said, on liquidity mining. And then you have Sift chain, which is another DEX, which is providing very high yields on XPRT. As of today, that's one of the way for people to come in and hold XPRT and then go there, provide liquidity and earn more rewards. And those rewards are basically in those, their native tokens as well. So it's like ecosystem is feeding into each other and trying to grow. I think so the most exciting thing today is we recently launched Peacetake, which is a liquid staking solution. So if you are it's like anyone, it's not just XPRT, but if you are an Atom holder or you are an XPRT holder and eventually different tenement-based assets, we will include. If you're holding a POS asset, what you would be able to do is you can go and stake your asset through P-Stake. What happens when you stake through P-Stake is you get a representative token, which is a staking representative. You can take the staking representative and put this into Ethereum DeFi. So this is basically you have staked your assets, you're making staking rewards, but at the same time, you have this liquid representative token that you can go out and use into multiple different uh, Ethereum DeFi applications and earn DeFi yield as well. So it's like people don't have to choose between staking and DeFi yields, like either one of these, they can choose both of these. And we already have it live for Atom and XPRT. So if anyone wants to get involved with persistence, they get XPRT, they can go and stake XPRT today on PStake, get 32% of staking rewards. Plus, they can go out and put their STK XPRT, which is this, the staking representative, into Sushi and earn more DeFi yield on top of it. 
currently um, we are working on like basically TG is not happened, but retrospectively people would be given rewards for providing liquidity early on. But over time also once the you know peace stake token launches, how people will be able to earn more peace stake tokens by providing liquidity in these pools. And our goal is to create more and more use cases for these staked assets. For example, atoms, staked atoms, staked XPRT, staked Ethereum, staked Solana. So goal is to create multiple different SDK tokens and then create multiple use cases for them. Like for example, lending, borrowing, or you could provide liquid like yield farming on those top of those assets. Yeah, I think so. Liquid staking as a whole is very new concept, but there's a, like a very simple example for people to understand is, is today, if you go out to a bank and you want to have a fixed deposit, for example, what you, your bank says, you got to deposit your money for six months and you would get, say, 5% on top of it at the end of period of the six months. Now you take your money, you go to the bank, you deposit it, for six months to make 5% yield, but then you don't have any liquidity. That means that for six months, you don't have any liquid assets. And if you want liquidity, you will have to withdraw that, but the cooling down period would be say three months. In that cooling down period, you don't even have your assets and you don't have any like basically liquidity. And that becomes tricky. Whereas I can tell you that you can put your money into a bank for six months to make 5% returns on it, but the bank gives you a receipt. This receipt is nothing but a representation of your underlying asset, saying that, yes, you have deposited, say, X amount of money with the bank, and this is the receipt for it. You take that receipt, and you can go to another bank and say, hey, please take this so that I can basically borrow against it. Now, if you put that as a stake there, or for example, you want instant liquidity, you want to exchange for, say, you want to buy a car, but you don't have money, but you have this receipt. So you share this receipt with the person to take the car. Now, the person who owns that receipt is the rightful owner of the underlying asset. So they can go to the bank, and after six months, they can have their 5% returns. Like the person who sold the car and got that receipt from the first investor uh, into the bank. So this, I'm trying to put it in a simple way for more people to understand. I think that's so great. And I, I think just, I want to go back and, and revisit it for a second. So first, gave us a lot of great information. So you're working with a lot of different DEXs with Persistence One. One of them was Shift Chain. Shout out to Shift Chain. We have them on the show a while back. So go check that out. And everything else that you'll have going on with being able to provide liquidity staking and then be able to get a receipt from it and then taking that receipt and then going into a DeFi world to then being able to get a loan against your receipt so that if you need liquidity while it's locked up to get that yield, you can still do things with it, right? Which is amazing. And again, the example that you brought up was you go lock up your money in a bank for six months, they give you a receipt. I can go to another bank or somewhere else. Let's say all of a sudden your car gets in a wreck and now you need liquid cash, but you can't because you're locked up for six months. You can now take that receipt, go to another bank and get liquid so you can now get to your bank. And then let's say um, after three months, you get the money that you need to go pay off the bank that you basically just borrowed against, you get your receipt back. And now six months later, you're still getting all your money back plus that percent yield. And so it all still works. So it's still providing you liquidity while you're locking up your money to earn a, a certain percent on that lockup, which is amazing. It's an amazing concept. 
Yeah, so today, if you look in Cosmos ecosystem, the unbonding period is 21 days. If people provide liquidity and they have to, uh, so for example, they lock their tokens and they have to take out their tokens, they have to wait for 21 days. For that 21 days, they don't have their tokens and they're not making any rewards. So this is like a very tricky situation for a lot of people. And that's why people don't stake their tokens. Like people want to have like liquid tokens. With that, when we are talking about proof of stake world, in proof of stake world, the most important thing is that the token needs to be locked on the network for the network to be secure. The other tricky part, which I think so, is now getting prominent with a lot of proof of stake networks is that when you start seeing a lot of attractive rewards on like the application layer, for example, somebody is providing 300% APY on the native token, everyone starts unbonding their tokens from the network and then start putting into that application to make yield. In that case, again, the security of the network is getting lower and lower as more and more people are taking out their deposits from the network. Liquid staking basically solves that problem where people can stake their assets and the security of the network is maintained while everyone is making you know, yields or are able to use their assets in other applications. So it serves both ways. Hopefully, a lot more people will be able to find about liquid staking very soon. And through some applications such as P-Stake, people will, be, will start able to leverage it and you know, the network security is not compromised at all. Right. No, I, I think so as well. I think it's something that everyone needs to start looking at because there's just so many unique ways to make money in this space and to solve the biggest challenge in any investment vehicle is liquidity. So it's, it's taking on both of those head on and it's it put in some real world applications. But even with the liquidity pool that you have, just because you have so many different other options in your ecosystem, it just still sounds like a very attractive opportunity. So definitely appreciate you breaking that down for us. But as you kind of like take a step back, right, and we're looking at the greater crypto space, um, as of recording right now, Bitcoin is getting close to all time highs again. It's the month of October. We're getting close to the end of the year. It's been in a bull cycle for almost the last year or so. We were to take a step back and not even just looking at like crypto prices, but the greater just crypto ecosystem. Where do you think the best opportunities are going into the future? Is it building out DeFi? Is it providing uh, liquidity pools? Is it kind of the ecosystem that you're, you're building right now? Is it NFTs? Like, what do you think people should be paying attention to? I think so. Whatever we have seen has have a buildup. If you look at 2019 was a buildup for DeFi. And in 2020, we saw this DeFi summer, which was one of the key things which kickstarted this bull run, right? So much activity happening in DeFi application, Aave, Curve, Compound. Throughout 2020, we saw this buildup for NFTs. And then everyone in 2021, you had this NFT year and everyone was putting their money into NFTs. OpenSea has like had all-time high volumes and fee generation. We have seen a lot of attention in 2021 around proof of stake. And now Ethereum moving to proof of stake would be a huge step towards like, which would basically bring staking on the main stage. So far, a lot of people just associate staking to, for example, just DeFi staking, that they put their sushi and they are making some like that's staking. But basically it's like securing network. 
But with Ethereum now going to proof of stake, it would become like a household thing where everyone will start finding, at least in crypto world, about what staking is, how to secure like network, how to lock their Ethereum and make yield. With that, we would see a lot of applications around proof of stake ecosystems or stake tokens. And that's why I think so. Now we are seeing that build up for liquid staking because with, um, I'm just like to quote a couple of examples. You see Lido, which has done liquid staking for Ethereum, um, has close to 6 billion, 7 billion worth of Ethereum locked on its protocol, which is among the highest. Right? And the second one is Marinade, which is doing for Solana. It has more than a billion dollars worth of Solana locked up into this. And now it's just like for us, it's like we are very early stage. We just launched P-Stake which is for Cosmos ecosystem. So eventually you see a lot of liquid staking for a Cosmos ecosystem. So what I'm trying to say is what we are going to see as a new trend and uh, mostly would be around how proof of stake world meets DeFi. If you look at staking as a whole, today staking uh, market is more than $150 billion is staked asset. Whereas you look at TVL in DeFi, it is close to uh, a billion, uh, $100 billion. That means staking is bigger than DeFi today. But when both of these, this marriage between proof of stake and DeFi happens, we're going to see so many different use cases that would spin up. And uh, as a whole, like industry will move a lot further in terms of we would see faster transactions. We are already seeing like with Solana or Avalanche, now a lot of new people are getting into the ecosystem which were hesitant earlier because you had to pay this huge gas fees of $50 or $100. So as a whole, I think so what is happening is when like one step at a time, we are moving towards having crypto as like, oh, like something that is very mainstream, first choice of payments or first choice of and like economic activity or financial activity for most of the people. Millennials, 100%, they're already getting like, they want to own their digital avatars more than now they want to go into a Gucci store or something and buy a physical Gucci bag. They want to buy a like a virtual NFT Gucci bag for their avatar. Maybe that's on, you know, Sandbox or that is on any NFT protocol. And that's what is happening. We are moving towards that. And so, yeah, these trends would generate more and more curiosity among the wider audience. Definitely. And I think proof of stake, and thank you for bringing that to everyone's attention. Staking is definitely going to be continue to grow in the right direction. And I, I agree that when you get the merge of DeFi with staking, you're going to see so much more money flood into the space. And to your point about NFTs, so NFTs are just the new age flex. So like, why, would, why do people get Gucci bags? Why do people buy Prada? Why do, like, it's just, it's a status symbol. So, but we're living in such a virtual world, you know, unless you're physically in front of somebody, no one really knows, but virtually you're in front of a lot more people a lot more quickly. So if someone like, oh my gosh, you have this NFT, that means you bought that thing or it's worth at least hundred thousand dollars. You're special. That's new age flex. And so that's where the industry's headed. And eventually once people really get that concept, it's going to continue to take off in an even bigger way. So man, you've dropped so much knowledge on us today. I really appreciate all your time. I want to wrap up with two fun questions. The first being with all the information you have right now, if you can impart one to two pieces of wisdom when you first got started in this space, what would you tell yourself? Not to FOMO in, into everything. It's like eventually find one thing which you want to stick to and then try to do your research. 
over time, you make much more yield, you make much more profits, you make, you know, position keeps on growing. If you just say, or try to keep on researching and keep on growing your position on one thing rather than trying to go all that price center. That would, I would have uh, told myself that it would have been two things for me. One, I would have had more peaceful nights and I would have not made a lot of mistakes that I did. So that's one of the pieces of advice with all the information today I have, I would tell people. Awesome. Well, again, appreciate all your time today. As we wrap up here, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all of our listeners? Absolutely. I think so. If you're looking to find out more ways, you could basically expand of like how different assets you could be. I think so persistence is a base goal. With respect to like what you can do with P-Stake, you can always find out that about that on peacestake.finance. Now, I'm sure Richard would leave a bunch of links in the description of this podcast. But if you want to know more about me, project, always open to hit us up. And uh, like I think so we'll close it on an exciting news. We already have like a couple of airdrops that have been announced for XPRT holders. The one is from Condex. The other one is from Beastake. So if you're an XPRT holder, then that would be a great way for you to go out and look out for those like those airdrops. Another one is if you're still like you're listening about persistence for the first time, I think so we are in very, very early stages where like a lot of these applications are coming in. Still, a lot of people can get in and then be among the first users and have huge upside as the ecosystem grows. That's awesome. So appreciate that final thought. Again, you, you put in a couple of things in there, but what are ways that people can connect with you and keep learning more about persistence? I think the best place to do so is either our website or our Twitter handle. I think a lot of activity that we uh, is happening in, in general in crypto happens on Twitter. So our Twitter handle is persistence1. So persistence spelled and one without any gaps or slash is where you can find a lot about persistence. For P-Stake, you can go to P-Stake Finance. That's the handle. Yeah, we share everything. If you want to connect with me, you can reach out to me at Abitej Singh, which I hope so would be spelled out. And yeah, so... Always happy to collect feedback from the community. Always very open to receiving like, you know, new things that we can do at Persistence. Uh, always very open to ideas. And if anyone Excellent. wants to build applications around Persistence as well, you know, more than happy to uh, reach out to us. Excellent. Well, we'll definitely make sure to share all of that in the show notes. Okay, we really appreciate all your time today. And for everyone listening, stay Cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey, and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from PodPodPod1234. Explains the world of crypto in a digestible and understandable way, while still including depth that is useful for knowledgeable traders. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date on the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. 
You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.